0: Hey, welcome to Radiant Teen Life, where we talk about girl problems and the importance of staying physically, mentally, and emotionally healthy through your teen years. Introducing your host, Life Coach Gina Forbear. Hey guys, it's Gina here. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to be talking about purpose, your life purpose, or fate and destiny. So, um, You know, I was always under the impression that destiny was something that you create. You know, you go out there, you have a goal, you create that goal with some structure, with some deadlines, action steps, and you make your life happen. And and that's, for the most part, how I've sort of gotten forward in life and, and sort of feel like I had my life purpose. But there's something else that's sort of interjected and has been more like fate, meaning fate is something that like came to me and I didn't really think it was my life path. I didn't really think it was my purpose, but it just kept coming up. And then there was something that unfolded that created a spark of creativity. And that was really Radiant Girl. So, you know, I owned a retreat center. We teach moms, um, dads, all kinds of people, uh, Pilates, yoga, cooking, we'd have therapy, we'd have hikes, we'd have All kinds of of cool stuff and I keep hearing from parents you gotta you gotta teach this to kids this is kids need this kids need to meditate they need to learn how to get um proper you know healthy food in their in their bodies they need to learn how to get centered to get flexible to really care for their body and frankly that scared the crap out of me because I didn't go to camp I wasn't like I I didn't know much about kids at the time I I had a kid but she was only a couple years old And I had this beautiful center. You know, I had white couches. It had nice carpets. It had relaxing music. You know, it was a place of, of serenity. And it wasn't a place that I saw like 20 kids running around and I didn't think I had the skills to, to manage kids. And so I would dismiss those ideas every time they sort of surfaced or came up. And, you know, hearing it a few times and a few more times, I thought, well, maybe one day we'll have camp here. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it'll be like an hour adventure and then we'll send them on their way. Um, And then one day I had um, someone show up and ask me if they could work for us. Um, She was a high school student. She didn't have any skills other than, you know, in, in our field, other than having a yoga certificate and a nutrition certificate, but hadn't, been able to apply them. And I didn't, I was like, well, I don't know how I'm going to make it work. I, I could see she was keen and eager to be involved and get some experience. And so as I looked over her resume, I noticed that she had worked for a camp for the last like three years. and I thought, okay, universe, like Here we go. I keep hearing it from these people. I got a therapist asking me to do it. And now I've got this like co-op student that was like keen on putting things together with the experience. So I said, well, what do you think about running a camp? And she just lit up. She's like, oh my God, that would be amazing. And I, you know, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I had no idea how hard it was going to be to pull off a camp. I had no idea how much blood, sweat, and tears were going to go into creating this thing. Like I really didn't. Um, But I felt inspired and I could see that she was like so excited about this was be awesome for her. And so we decided to put a week together and we promoted it and we started building it and it sold out. And then we're like, okay, now we really have to do this thing. Um, And at the time, you know, we decided we were going to teach these kids how to make some healthy food for lunch and we didn't have a kitchen. So we had a room where we had a hot plate and a blender and a crock pot and, you know, toaster oven and all these kids with, you know, knives and buckets of water because we had no kitchen. And I tell you, it was so much work. We had to move all of this stuff like in a wagon from the studio to the house so I could do dishes for 20 kids at the end of the day, at, at the end of camp and then load it back up and do it all over again. And there was so many learning, so much learning, so many things that we figured out how to do. And eventually we built a kitchen and you know the programs continued, but those early days were tough. Like those, anybody who's, who's started a camp, I have much respect for because if it wasn't for the people in my life that were encouraging me and the impact that i saw on the kids it would have been my first and last year but the the shifts the the transformation the ability to see you know somebody just have an aha moment or really shift who they think they are you know the shoulders drop and they go yeah i'm pretty cool right or i can let go of stress or that was the first time I actually felt grounded or centered or noticed how I could control my emotions. And I thought, whoa, like that's, that's pretty damn cool. For me to be able to have that kind of impact that could change someone's life at such an early age, that was inspiring. And so that allowed me to kind of fuel my, feel my fire. And you know, in the early days, it wasn't called Radiant Girls. Um, I forget what we called it, but we invited boys to our second week of camp. It was like a co-ed camp and um, it was crazy. Like boys in the kitchen, they were running laps outside, you know, everything that they found, you know, a stick was like a gun. They were, you know, so full of energy and the girls, um, you know, kind of collected together and the vibe that we had gotten from the first week was sort of lost on the second week because the, there wasn't opportunities to really sh- sit and chat about friends and, about girl problems and body image issues and all those things that I felt were a real transformational shift. Um, And so we just decided that we would stick to girls. It wasn't a girl power thing. It's not a, you know, wanting uh, to teach girls that that they need to understand that they're just as good as boys. I think everybody knows that they are at this stage. It was more that to create an environment where they really felt like they were connected and feel like they had the ability to share and talk and build some really healthy girl relationships that sometimes can't happen when there's, you know, co-ed environment. So it's been work in progress and, you know, built from there, we continue to do it. And there was like people asking before we even posted. So I'm like, this has you know, momentum of its own, but just as life is, there's never a straight path. And one day, um, you know, I had owned the studio along with my, it was on the same property as my home and I owned it with a partner and needed to sell the property. And um, I decided to sell it, but negotiated in the sale, the, the lease of the studio for a year. And that gave me some flexibility that I was gonna move the business um, somewhere else. And, and I had some time to kind of make that happen. The deal closed in May, camp was starting in July. And um, the new owners took over and they decided not to honor the lease. Meaning that they hired a moving company, they changed the locks, they had the moving company take everything that I owned out of the studio and put it in a storage unit. And then I got delivered the keys. And so it was a really impactful moment for me. It was like my whole world came to a screeching halt. I lost my community. I lost my business. I lost my identity. I didn't realize, but in that moment, that's who I thought I was. So without this business, I was like, who am I? You know, I had to go through this loss of identity, this loss of community, this loss of, of being able to support and serve. You know, I thought that was the death of, of of rating girls. I thought, you know, maybe life is telling me I need to go in another direction here. And I decided to um, do something that you know, maybe most wouldn't do, I decided to go to a cabin. It was a a cute little place up north where they, you know, served food and had massages on staff, but they had these private little cabins. And I just brought my journal and um, I said, you know, I'm not leaving until um, I know who I am and what my next step is. And instead of listening to the outside world, I really needed to stop and listen to what was in my heart. And, um, and there was some couple of people that were reaching out thinking I was nuts, (laughs) wanting to give me some advice, thinking that I had lost my mind or, you know, fallen into a a dark depression. But really, I just spent time with in nature, ate quality food. I took care of my body. I did lots of yoga and I started to bring myself back to go, no, that is, you know, radiant girls particularly is one of the most, um, meaningful things that I can do with my life. You know, and I, I started to reflect on the people that had made a difference in my life as a child. And the first coach that I had met um, when I was 12 years old, I don't know how that came about, um, you know, whether he pulled me into his office or whether I, you know, went into his, um, but I remember meeting him and, and, and learning that, about how to take care of myself mentally, emotionally, physically. And I remember that being a turning point for me. I started making some really great friends. I started, um, I started to pull away from unhealthy um, relationships. I started noticing the things that were really good for me. And through that process, I kept finding people that were wanting to support me, you know, friends, moms and some you know, extended family. And, and then at, at I think it was 19 years old or 20 years old, I found my first real life coach. And she, we exchanged services, I was teaching her yoga and she was you know, coaching me in exchange. And that's when I really started propelling my life forward. I really started on this path of what I thought was my purpose or my destiny to build this retreat center. And things started really rolling. And I, when I looked back, I go, wow, like those people, was it destiny, was it fate that they fell into my path? I have no idea, um, but they were there and, and they were instrumental in my growth and in my healing, my empowerment of, you know, my personal empowerment. And so, of course, I want to be able to give back. Of course, I want to do that and be able, so how can I do this? You know, I had um, gone back and made some phone calls to the moms and said, look, like, this is what's happened. I've got to figure out, you know, what to do. And they started pouring in, hey, I've got this, maybe you could, you know, run it at this private school. Maybe you could do it in this barn. I've got this you know, facility, maybe we can make it work. And I found a way. And again, it was like starting over with Radiant Girls. All my bowls and dishes and spoons and blenders and everything were in the back of my my Mini Cooper. You know, how many trips back and forth to these facilities, my art supplies and my yoga mats and like people must have thought I was nuts. And I and I think I was a bit nuts because you know there was just so much stuff. But what I what happened in that moment was like a rebirth for Radiant Girls and a rebirth cuz it was like wait a minute how can i how might i do this what is possible what what you know this is a problem how am i how can i solve that problem and um, we found a way and then i realized that you know light tin bowls are better than glass bowls you know and like maybe i needed to rejig some of my equipment and make it easier on myself and maybe i needed a slightly bigger car if i was going to continue doing this and you know that, then there was like this epiphany that was like well if I can do it at this like in the gym of this private school with the wooded lot behind well why not an overnight camp where we have like the ability to sleep over I've got all the stuff I can move it there and why not at a horse farm and involve horses and have all these you know really cool experiences in a farm and so as this flexibility started happening the experiences for Radiant Girls expanded. I started growing again because now I was teaching new programs and involving new experts. And it was just like, it just was reignited. It was like, oh my God, that was exactly what was needed for Radiant Girls in that moment. It wasn't something that I asked for, it wasn't something that I called in, but fate stepped in and said, nope, this is still happening and 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 pushed me along the path. And once again, you know, it gained this momentum and I thought, okay, we're on our way. We're gonna be able to not only you know, move in multiple locations. But then I started getting requests to teach Radiant Girl stuff in Alberta, in New Jersey, in Montreal, in Ottawa. And I thought, oh my God, there's only eight weeks of the summer. How can I possibly reach all these girls in all these places? I got to find another way because it's not fair that only a small group of girls in my location are actually getting some of these tools and skills. So how might I? And, um, and that's when the idea to, to teach this mobile, you know, radiant girls program to others sort of was born. And we've been, you know, working on launching and finding that so that those that, um, can, you know, want to be able to support these girls can do so mentally, emotionally, and physically. And just as that's coming together, life took a side trail again and COVID hit. And so, you know, in-person stuff kind of came to a screeching halt. And I thought, oh my God, again, is this, how long is this going to last? Like, what is happening with our world? Is this the end of in-person stuff? And for how long? Is it for the year? Is it for, you know, for, for two, three, four years? Is this the death of radiant girls again? Or are we taking a hiatus? Is this like, are we taking the year off? And I, I sat back and I thought, well, hang on a minute. If girls need me, you know, ever now is the time. I mean, so much stress, so much worry, so much lack of connection. So the question again: How might I do this? And um, I connected with a couple of my colleagues in the in the camp world, and the question came up: Could we do this virtually? You know, people were questioning, "Is that?" And I go, "Oh my God, is that going to be awful? Is that going to be like..." you know, how are you going to keep kids engaged and interested in it? How can that be camp? You know, like, can you really do camp um, on a screen? And I, so I sat with it and I remember saying to my, my husband and my daughter, I have this idea and I don't know, like whenever I have an idea, I got to kind of, it's sort of like it's being, you know, created and, and, and the idea was, could we do this virtually? And I said to them, I'm going to take over the whole house. Like I'm going to put it on a cart, you know, the screens and the cameras and they're going to have arms so they can look down into things and they can, you know, they can jump around and we're going to have you know, props and wheels and a yoga studio and we're going to cook in the kitchen and we're going to do craft in the dining room and I'm going to wheel this cart around. And they said, you're crazy. You should just take the summer off. Like, I don't know why you're trying to create something like this, you know? And I said, I don't know. I can't let it go. This seems like, and that was, again, it's like one of those things, like, do you listen to your heart or do you listen to the people around you, right? Sometimes their input is important. But if you're really listening to like what you think is true for you, then you know when you're getting into the tough stuff, like, okay, I anticipated this wasn't gonna be easy, but I'm gonna keep moving. And so we ran our first virtual event. It was a spa day. Uh, We were making a facial um, in the kitchen. We had uh, yoga in the living room and and a, a dream board in the dining room. And I had everything on the cart and I was like rolling it around. And, you know, when people were signing on, you know, they were new to Zoom. They didn't know, like, how to log in and how to mute themselves and how to turn their camera on. And some of the moms were there trying to interject while I, you know, some showed up late and were trying to, like, ask questions. Some were saying I was going too fast. Some was I was going too slow. They couldn't see things. And I was like, oh, my God, this is and I'm trying to be, like, calm and, you know, centered and collected and everything was going wrong. And I was trying to like make it, you know, trying to get to that place where we're in the flow. And just when I think that like, we got it, like things have kind of hit their stride, everyone's settled in, we've done our thing. I'm moving the cart over to the kitchen so we could start making our face mask. And I run over the cord and it unplugs from the wall and everything goes down the lights, the screens, the cameras, like, "Mm," except for the laptop. And the laptop had a battery, so it was still on and my camera got switched to the FaceTime camera. And I was freaking out, like, oh my God, plug that back in, you know, without freaking out on screen. I was just like nudging my daughter, like, you know, and, um, and, and she was trying to figure things out and put it all back together. And I continued on. We finished the day all, you know, with that simple camera on the laptop, you know, I was lifting it up to show inside the bowl and, you know, all those things that I hadn't anticipated. And when it was over, I was like, oh my God, that was the hardest two hours of my life. Like I was so stressed. And then the feedback came in, when can we sign up for camp? And I thought, oh my God, oh my God. So what did we do? We learned from our mistakes. We did a couple more events. So I built up more experience and, you know, we launched camp and I had lots of sleepless nights. I am not tech savvy. So to have all these cameras and sometimes one wouldn't work and sometimes the, you know, the sound wouldn't work. And to figure, figure that out, I was stressed. I was like, I just want these girls to have an incredible experience. I want them to be engaged. I want them to learn. I want them to have fun. They deserve to have fun. And somehow, somehow it came together and we had an incredible summer. And um, I am so glad that I went through all the turmoil to try to make that happen. What transpired from that is radiant Girls got to be in these locations that we had hoped that we would uh, expand to. We had someone from Pennsylvania, someone from Montreal, someone from BC. We had someone from New York state And, you know, we got to see girls all over. We had a, a, you know, there was someone from New York that was saying, i never met Canadians before. You guys are pretty cool. (laughs) And like, so these girls got an experience, a worldly experience during COVID, you know, and got to connect and and be able to have some fun. And so that allowed us to, again, like have this, this, this expansion or rebirth when we thought that we were dying or that we were, you know, coming to a halt. We actually grew, and and now we've got these after school programs again with girls from all over, and we've been able to take what we've learned virtually and use it to improve our in person stuff, and um, and again, like to be able to launch some in person stuff all over. So, was it something that I sought out? Was it my life purpose? Was it you know what I had planned? No. In fact, many times, you know, I was sort of questioned like, okay, maybe that's the end of, you know, the universe's agenda. You know, maybe that's not, you know, that was fun while it lasted and I, you know, need to take another step in another direction. But people kept coming into my world, encouraging me to serve, encouraging me to connect, to be able to give back. And it's one of the most rewarding things that I do. So I have Loved that I listened to my heart. I love that I took advantage of that, and I hope that um, you know whether you believe in fate or destiny, that you're listening, that you're paying attention, that you're really tuning in and and noticing when something keeps surfacing, when when you're when when someone keeps encouraging you because they see something in you that you might not quite see yet, or when you know your heart is saying this could be fun and you ignore. Or maybe you mute that voice that says, you don't know what you're doing. You have never done that before. What are you thinking? And you just say, I'll figure it out. If if this is like, I'll figure it out, it's gonna be fun. And have all these people that'll that'll come along for the ride and we'll figure it out together. That's that's what really inspires me. And we do figure it out. And I'm not a, I'm not afraid to fail. You know, in the first virtual program, I was like, girls, this is my first time. This, you know, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to go there with me, and help me out, and help me make this better, and um, just being real and being open and willing to fail um, is a lot, you know, allows you to that freedom to kind of move, you know, at your own pace. So I invite you to consider what's been calling on your heart, you know, what are the things that you're being guided to do? Who are the people, the mentors? That are helping you, you know, step forward and own your gifts, own you know your special talents, and allowing your life to have purpose, whether you're directing it, whether you're willing it, or whether it's just presenting itself. So, that's my message for today. Thanks for listening. I look forward to um, your comments. I'd love to see, you know, commenting, send me a message. Tell me what what's, what's on your heart. What is your, what do you want out of life? What are you hoping to achieve? Or what's something that you think, you know, you're not very good at, but you'd really love to take a chance on and make happen. Send that to me. I look forward to hearing from you guys. <music> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, check out some of our other episodes and follow us on social media. We have a website linked in the description. Make sure to take a look. Thanks again. Until next time.